0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to discuss something that has crossed my mind many times and watching YouTube videos made me realize that it probably needs to be addressed anyway. Now, this thing that I'm about to talk to you about is very simple. PS5. the uh, love those exclusive games i want- the console. To this day, I don't hate Xbox. Now, fast forward to PS4 and Xbox One. While they are very close in terms of specifics, and Sony does have a little bit of an upper hand when it comes to RAM management and the RAM used, I think, again, it boils down to what do you prefer? It's not a war. It's not like Many people coming out and saying, Oh, this is a war, we're at war with Sony. No. It's just basically Um what do you prefer most? There are many things coming out, many reports saying that Um Sony's having a monster of a console for this gener for the new generation. And da, I actually I think I predicted it correctly, based on this leaker, what he says. My idea was that if they had many games coming out in 2019, it didn't make sense to release PS5 at that point. So apparently Sony's thinking about 2020 March or November. the late part which is November that same time every console gets released that was my idea and it seems that yes it is the same case and it seems logical because if you look at it the launch lineup and all of that things it makes sense see if they're going with March while it is a great time at the same time maybe too close to every uh, game that came and Maybe it's not the best time to sell a console. People are not going to get excited to buy it. Now, when you look at November, while it has many benefits, being end of the year, being close to Black Friday, Christmas, many people buying something new, the problem is the time is way too much. Like, if the last game for PS4 exclusives comes out in twenty. 20- 19 November... <laughs> questions that people ask so the store will tell them something they will buy something they will come out and they'll be like yay i got a new console it, it happens especially since this uh five-year gap will introduce new players into the mix who are kids who have rich parents and will buy them this stuff regardless so that's it for you guys who care, for you guys who grew up like me playing video games and do have an investment, think about it that way. I read many reports about these things, but I know at the end of the day I think is with PlayStation regardless. There's no way I can just move it. And for a good reason When HD came, HD came with a lot of things And a good reasoning That made us want to buy it Coming from low quality stuff Like DVDs, VCDs, things like that And don't get me wrong, DVD always had great quality. But compared to Blu-ray, it was low quality. So when it came to that, we all thought that, wow, that is a lot of things. And the games supported that, yes, HD is better. So they made me want it. And everyone rushed to buy HD stuff. But after all of these years, even though... Every TV in the world right now is HD, if it's not actually every TV, it's a high number, like maybe 95%, even more, because they just keep making them cheaper and better, so everyone buys them. I think, even after all those times, not many people buy Blu-rays. Not many people want Blu-rays, even though they have HD. It's confusing, right? I've seen many stores that sell DVDs and Blu-rays that ran out of DVDs much faster than Blu-rays, and they kept just putting discounts on those Blu-rays, asking people to just take them away, $5, just go. (laughs) It happens, they really are desperate. But to me, this seems a little bit tragic. Like, why, why don't people buy? Now, there's a couple of reasons. Of course, there's a the pirating. When you can just pirate the movie in great quality, download for free and watch, why would you pay 40 bucks for something you watched in cinema, maybe, for 15? The pricing is ridiculous. It's almost as new as a video game. So, as much as a new video game. So, no. Nobody's going to pay for that. If they're going to pay for it, they go buy the video game. Digitally, if you want to buy digitally, come on. I can already pirate it. So, see, there are still many problems with this. And now they're trying to tell us to go buy 4K. Every time I went into a store, I was like, hmm, so what's different? And then this guy comes out who just read the script and thinks he knows everything. He's like, You see the fidelity of the colors, the saturation, the contrast. I'm like, yeah, I know all of those words and you're not using them right, but keep going. (laughs) Then the guy's like, you can see the saturation mixed with the contrast and a new focus with high definition range. And I'm like, dude, that's high dynamic range. And he's like, what? I'm saying HDR is high dynamic, not high definition. (laughs) And this is what happens. They don't even know how to convince you to buy 4K. Every time I look at a 4K TV, it just seems maybe a little better, not that much. When they show me games in 4K, they look pretty, but then I think to myself, I have the same thing in full HD. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong, and obviously I am wrong, but do you know why? Many people don't think I may be wrong. The reason is that we cannot actually tell from just watching it with our own eyes. If they put two pictures side by side and ask you which is 4K, which is 1080, you're going to have a little trouble guessing which is which. When it came to 720 and 1080, you could actually guess 1080. Because when it came to Full HD, it was much clearer. It really was I swear (laughs) 4k doesn't feel like uh, super clear as it should be it feels more like you know it's a little more flashy (laughs) that's my opinion and I think many people see that but there are many people like a few of my friends who are pretty rich they have a 4K TV. They're dumb enough to go and download a 250 gigabyte movie, 4K movie to watch. And then they say, dude, once you watch, oh, it's something else. And I'm like, are you nuts? 250 gigabytes? You were better off buying the Blu-ray, the 4K Blu-ray, actually. I mean, 250, I would never do that. Do you know how much content that is? A lot. Yeah. A lot of movies. (laughs) I can't tell you what. Movies, but still. Movies. A lot of movies. Too many movies. (laughs) So, I think those guys are crazy. Do you have extra money to spend? Bro, give it to me. I I can actually do something with that money. So, this is a problem. People think that There's a huge difference that's like, holy crap, I am just amazed at this. Wow, I can see everything. Shut up. You can't. It's just a stigma. Now, this is where I connect 4K to games. While many people are saying that 4K 60 frames per second will be a default on the next generation consoles, and that is a given, I still don't think it... It is something to get excited about. Maybe in the future. But right now, it is not. Right now, telling me that these are 4K capable, they're good, you're going to love it. I'm going to be like, okay, I don't have a 4K TV. I don't plan on buying it yet. And I don't care. Not unless I have a good reason to spend that much money. I'm pretty sure if you go and search the statistics for how much, how many 4K TVs are sold, it's probably much less than when HD TVs were introduced. HD had a rough time to get it where it is today. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't that easy. At the beginning, nobody wanted it. They didn't look that good, but maybe a year, year and a half passed. Quality became much better. Designs became much better. They actually found out that you can use LED, guys. It finally turned around currently you don't even see 4k being used for phones and at one point they were smartphones are the grounds for these kinds of technological tests we had a phone that used a 4k screen nobody liked it I think it was Oppo or something They tested a 4K screen on their phone. Almost every reviewer said that this is ridiculous. Why do we need this? Of course, for a phone, it takes a lot of battery to run that kind of thing. They're right. You don't need this. Not when it's fine. But that is another problem of 4K. 4K is like an untamable beast with untold potential that we cannot tap into it yet. It's like we just found this beast and we're parading it around. And praying to God that it doesn't run out of control. That's what 4K feels to me. It's like saying, you remember Tyrannosaurus Rex? This is a much bigger dinosaur than that guy. And we have no idea what did he, what did he eat or what did he do. And then we're like, okay, so why are you showing it? <laughs> and then they're like, bigger dinosaur, much better. <laughs> this is 4K. We know it is good, but we, d- we can't use it yet. And it's been a long time now. It seems that they gave up on it to actually optimize 4K to the point it's usable. Do you know it's not possible to watch 4K on the majority of devices in the world? You can't watch it on your phone, laptops, anything. So if you can't um, kind of uh, talk people into watching 4K through these mediums, there is no way people are going to go with games. They may get excited. They may be like, wow. But when they see the bill necessary, they're going to be like, oh, shit. No. That's me. So so far, all we talked about is that how all of these things thrown around about PS Five and Xbox Scarlet, if that's what they're going to call it, said actually good name, um, is that basically it comes down to your preference. If you are a veteran gamer, it comes down to you. What games do you want to play? What plans do you have? That is you. Nobody else can decide for you. Besides, the price point is, of course, very important. If Sony comes out and says this is $500 bucks, I'm going to be like, hell no! The last time they priced something $500 was for PS3. However, PS3 didn't have a lot of the features that PS5 will apparently have which I think justifies that price point. Besides, Sony does lose a lot of money every time they sell a console. They make the money back on the software side. One of them, PS Plus. Well, the next generation will capitalize on 4K, on cloud, these are things that, just like the last generation, when talked about People were very worried about these things. They hated them. We worried a lot. When they told me that digital might actually take over physical, I was afraid because I thought the internet in my country is not that good. Now it is. But it took a long way to get here. And if they decide to go cloud, I don't think that works. Sony already tested cloud with this PS Now system. And I don't think they had good results. They will come back. Cloud is something that is the future, obviously. You spend less money on um, producing disks, things like that. So you can actually bring down the cost of games a little lower or even keep it the same and not get so many microtransactions. But it takes time to get there. It's not something that can happen in two years. They need a good infrastructure for this. A very good one now we are still a long way from these two even being announced so keep an open mind don't go into wars with each other saying like this sucks that sucks they don't they both have the strong points and their weak points PS4 has a lot of good points and many weak points as well. Nobody's saying it's perfect. Xbox, same thing. Many good points, but a lot of bad ones that started from that terrible E3 presentation that buried them from the get go. I never understand why, what was the reasoning behind this? What did they think about? Okay. Thank you for listening in. Um, I hope you guys are just as excited as me to hear that PS5 is going to come out in 2020. Which is a great news because this can give us enough time to part with our PS4s. Because at that point PS4 would be more than 6 years old going to 7. That's a good one. I like that. And it's giving us enough time. They're not shoving it down our throats. So... Keep tuned, and I hope to see you guys next time, and thank you for joining and listening to this episode. See you guys very soon.